Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Yeah, we got a little new format. You see me and you hear me. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be uploading this onto YouTube uh, today or uh, wherever uh, I end up uploading it. It's going to be somewhere. <laughs> but I'm excited about this. Uh, we've got somebody else uh, working with me today. It's not just me. Uh, not on this particular. You won't see them there behind the scenes. But I actually have somebody working behind the scenes, which is really exciting. It's not just me doing the thing. And you know, it's interesting. Uh, the reason why I say that is, is a good thing. Uh, because, you know, I feel like Listen, you know, you run a business and it's great to run a business, but it's another thing to actually like share the work and want to uh, expand and grow. And you can't expand and grow if you're doing everything by yourself. Maybe things might look great at first and you might like the way stuff looks like, but at the end of the day, it's an echo chamber and I'm only giving advice to myself. And if I'm only giving my advice to myself, how can I really see what everybody else is looking at, right? Uh, so as they say, four eyes are better than two, right? Uh, so yeah, that's how it goes down. That's what I'm feeling today. I'm feeling pretty excited about this. I have uh, something that uh, special today. I actually, because of the person that's working with me, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll meet them sometime in the near future, but we've <laughs> got a lot of stuff to do right now. So uh, we don't have time for that. But uh, they helped me actually with the... Um, the subject of this episode today we're actually uh, talking about what I do what uh, makes me a great personal trainer at least in my opinion and my actually a lot of other people's opinions <laughs> but functional strength training is my specialty let's say and uh, the reason why it is is because I understand why it's important but a lot of people don't even understand what functional training strength training is uh, so this episode is essentially to address that what is functional strength training what is it to me what do I believe it is should be in the field what maybe we could do to improve it and how it can actually help improve your life. Spoiler alert, I already believe that it's going to do everything to improve your life. That's why I'm a <laughs> functional strength training is essentially uh, my, um, my main method of modality for uh, training clients. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Season nine, episode 63, and we'll call this one demystifying functional strength training. Let's go! Alright, so I'm excited about this one. This is a, <laughs> we got the video, we've got the audio. It's a little bit different than we've uh, been doing before, but I did say that I was going to try to get this doing, uh, get this started. So this, here we are, we're getting the, uh, the audio and visual experience here. Uh, so today, I uh, also am excited, and not only do we have a new format here, at least uh, that we're practicing with, but we're also uh, going to be talking about something that uh, was not necessarily an original idea of mine, but something that uh, uh, somebody that's working with me now uh, helped me come up with. So I'm excited about that. We're just going to turning a new new leaf here at General Fitness Company, doing more things. Hopefully, uh, that can give you a little bit more value over uh, what I was doing beforehand. You know, I, I believe that what we did before uh, gave us gave all of us great value. But you know, we, you're not doing yourself any any service if you're not uh, constantly changing and improving and you know making sure that what you're putting out there is the best that you can do you know always try to reach your potential so uh, as i said today i'm uh, really excited about this one because this is something that is near and dear to my heart we're talking about functional strength training uh, we're talking about demystifying it to be specific now i want to talk about this because 
you know, you look on YouTube and you see there's like all kinds of videos about uh, functional tra strength training. You see Instagram videos of people talking about strength, uh, functional strength training. And you, yeah, I have clients that are always asking me about functional strength training and telling me what their last trainer did and, you know, whatever. Uh, it might come to their mind about, about functional strength training. And to be honest with you, everybody, everybody on YouTube, Instagram, even my clients, everybody has a different definition of functional strength training. Uh, so I think it's important to de demystify that and get people an idea of what is functional strength, what functional strength training is, and what you can, what benefit it may have for you, and why some people might be bashing it. So let's go and start off with first uh, the definition of functional training, strength training. I think that's really the, the the crux of our issue here is that a lot of people have different definitions of functional strength training, and I would say. That for me, I guess it's one of those things that just has different definitions for everybody. But for me as a trainer that has been training for uh, almost two decades now and has a, quite a bit of success with clients and has Im improved. I've improved my success that I've had with my clients uh, now as opposed to when I was training my clients uh, a decade ago, you know, I do different things. You know, I've always been a quote unquote functional strength trainer, uh, but I can say that what I do now is a lot different than what I did 10 years ago. And the reason why that is, is because I've, uh, I've redefined or even maybe sharpened and honed in my definition of functional tra strength training. Before, I would say uh, kind of what the industry says, that functional strength training is just like stuff that doesn't necessarily use dumbbells or barbells. That's pretty much what people get away with as functional strength training. So it's very broad. You know, it's pretty much you can use bands, you can use BOSU balls. Uh, you can use physio balls. You can use pretty much anything. Uh, TRXs. Uh, you can do pretty much use any pretty much anything uh, that is not necessarily your traditional kettlebells, dumbbells, or uh, barbells. Uh, but I want to. I'd like to expand it further than that because it is more than just. Um, it's more than that, but it's less than that, right? It's more than uh, simply exercising without a dumbbell or barbell because I would actually say that you can do a lot of functional training with a dumbbell or a barbell. It's just a matter of how you use it. Uh, so to really hone that in, sharpen that in, to really focus that in onto a, uh, a tangible uh, label, I would say that functional strength training is something that helps you get stronger for those things that you want to get stronger for. So for instance, if you want to get stronger in the garden, if you're a gardener, uh, you wouldn't go around, you wouldn't bench press every day and you wouldn't, uh, you know, go for long runs because none of the, neither of those things are going to be what are going to help you to be a better gardener. Something like maybe in strengthening your core, maybe doing more uh, crunches, uh, maybe back extensions, something that can strengthen your hips, uh, something that can help you uh, uh, bend your knees better while you're in the garden. That's something that you probably want to look more towards as you are uh, assembling a functional training program for yourself as a gardener. Uh, that's also to say that, like you know, a bodybuilder is going to have what uh, something of a, somewhat of a different functional training tra strength training pattern. However, uh, what happens with a lot of trainers uh, these days is that they just do stuff that looks cool on Instagram. And I get that. It makes sense. You want to do stuff that looks cool on Instagram and YouTube you know, because you want to attract viewers, right? You know what I mean? Like, what is, how many people are you going to attract by showing people how they can improve their mobility with just like, you know, maybe just raising their arm in the air or, you know, maybe 
you know, getting your neck a little bit better, uh, what they call tech neck. I like to tell my clients all about that. Just like there's a lot of ways that you can just strengthen uh, your core, prevent your back issues, prevent your shoulders issues, issues just by simply having you know the the tools at hand that can help you, you know, strengthen your neck. So functional strength training really depends on who you are, what your purpose is, what your exact what exactly it is that you're uh, hoping uh, to achieve from your training, and. It's a mix of, functional strength training is a mix of skill as well as strength, okay? So like your skill that, your skill can get to a certain level. Uh, you're not obviously, because we're not necessarily training, or at least I should say we're not necessarily speaking to athletes, so that's a different, different type of training altogether. Uh, but in, with respect to your everyday person that is just trying to uh, get a little bit stronger, you were, we're looking at what they're trying to uh, what they're trying to accomplish and how they can uh, put a particular program together to make what they accomplish uh, be more beneficial in their life. So uh, that is to say that uh, when you're uh, w when it when it's best for you is when it's actually achieving the goals that you have set in mind. So of course the first thing you want to have is a goal. Uh, well, a goal, <laughs> so to speak. The uh, first thing you want you want out there for you is a goal. You want to have something that is going to be uh, uh, something you can strive for, something that is like a metric to say, like, all right, well, now I can do X better. Uh, for a lot of my clients, uh, because a lot of them, you know, have jobs where they sit a lot. You know, I'm sitting right now, uh, but a lot of jobs that where they sit a lot. And they end up having, you know, back issues or hip issues or uh, even uh, shoulder issues because of the fact that, well, the, <laughs> they uh, are maybe doing some strength training. Uh, maybe they're doing some some particular trainings uh, that are going to help them get stronger. Uh, but that skill uh, that is involved with actually learning the movement uh, you know, for that specific thing is not really practice. And on the other side, you have people that may practice that skill over and over again. However, that skill is not necessarily uh, going to be beneficial uh, because they don't have the strength to execute that skill. And so, you know, maybe you're practicing it over and over and over again, uh, but slowly but surely you're actually uh, doing uh, yourself a disservice and maybe even running your risk, running yourself a risk of a higher in, or a higher risk of injury because of the fact that you are, you know, using recruiting muscle groups that you maybe wouldn't normally recruit because you uh, don't have the strength uh, to actually execute that movement with the quote-unquote proper muscles. All right, now I say I say quote-unquote proper muscles because everybody is different, and some people may need to recruit different muscle groups uh, just because of the way their biomechanics are, the way that they're actually built. Uh, you know, their actual their actual anatomy, their their bone structure. So it's not always across the board. And pretty much anything for anybody is not always the same thing across the board. So. Uh, it's always a mix of that. As I said, it's a mix of the skill and the strength. So um, uh, I would have to say, like, just to kind of make this as precise as possible and, and, and conceptual, uh, less conceptual and more uh, tactical or functional, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, what you see, as I said, you, you see a lot of people doing these training sessions. Uh, on Instagram and on you know YouTube and wherever you might find them on social media and yes they do these 
weird movements or whatnot, but that is to attract people. Now, the problem here is that there's two problems. There's one problem is that they're attracting people and people that maybe have some type of background in working out might follow these exercises and then those exercises kind of go viral as under the brand of, or under the label of functional training. The other thing is that you may have people that are, you know, maybe beginning trainers or trainers that are just looking for different exercises and they reply they repeat those same exercises uh, that these that these other gurus so to speak are uh, are doing uh, as a like a beginner exercise when these exercises maybe should be more like for an advanced person someone that has an idea of what their body's doing have an idea of like uh, you know ha have a, some a certain baseline level of strength where they can accomplish that and like i said have an idea of how their body moves and how they can um move their body through space so yeah i mean there's there, that, that's an issue that you know it just kind of comes with the territory i mean I, i'm not bashing it or anything it's just how it is like people need to make money trainers need to make money how do they make money you get attention how do you get attention you do some off the wall stuff that grabs people's attention again the problem is that when you do off the wall stuff that grabs people's attention people enough people do it and that becomes the norm and because enough people doing it becomes the norm you have to do more and more kind of like it's a race to zero a race to injury more or less is that you have to keep on going and creating more and more off the wall content so people can be interested in what you're doing and you know you're starting to see a little bit of pushback you're starting to see more of the recovery uh, aspect of training becoming a more a more popular <laughs> popular thing of course for you know pretty <laughs> blatant reasons right uh so it's just really a, an important thing, I think, for people to understand that uh, what is out there is not necessarily what is supposed to be, what is an accurate representation of what a lot of people believe functional training uh, sessions can look like. Uh, for me, uh, because my average client is going to be uh, someone that maybe is between the age of uh, 35 and 60 and maybe doesn't have much of a fitness background but still wants to stay active, I do, uh, I, you know, obviously have them strength train because you can't do anything if you're not strong. Uh, but I also try to have them create some patterns of movement that are going to be effective for them uh, as they do their, you know, live their life as they, you know, as they garden in the in, in their in their backyard or as they go and play tennis or maybe as they go walk with friends or maybe if they want to go for a run. Uh, I'm not saying that they they don't or they shouldn't, but if even if they want to go for a run, which the reason why I guess I say that is because not a, not everyone runs, uh, although I do like to run to stay in shape, but not everybody likes to run. So I say, you know, even if they do decide they want to run, they don't have a problem with running because they have developed an overall strength, an overall awareness of how their body moves through space so that they can pretty much just pick up anything they want to do and they can do it without much pain. Now, again... My that's the way I train. That's why I call it the general fitness company, because I want people to be able to pretty much just do anything and not have to even think twice about it. Right. I want them to have a the strength uh, that they need to uh, just to kind of accomplish anything. I want to have an overall awareness of skill, like what it takes to actually uh, take the, what it takes to actually uh, perform these movements. And then I also want them to have some type of level of just a, awareness of what they're doing as they, you know, as they're 
training and as they are actually doing performing the activities i want them to have be able to recall these things not only just perform them in the gym but also outside the gym so where it's like a practice pattern of movement that is effective uh so and and you know as they uh, they're personal training clients so obviously my thing is that i would love for them to be able to uh do that more specifically to their life so i'm not going to train uh jimmy the same way i train uh sarah you know not only because they are different you know they're different uh sexes or different genders but also because they uh want different things from their lives right maybe uh maybe one might want to play golf uh, while the other one uh, wants to um, play with their kids a little bit more, right? So you want maybe a little bit more endurance training, maybe more skill training in terms of like how you lift your your kids up without like using your back, you know, and obviously uh, the strength training so that they can actually lift their kids up even if, uh, yeah, after they've already mastered the technique or before, you know, it's good to have, you know, it depends on the person, right? Some people have like, you know, very minimal levels of minimal starting levels of strength training, uh, but they want to do X right away. And so I would try to give them the, the, the hints and tips and tricks, so to speak, to get them to you know, be able to do these things. But I say at the same time, you know, with the level of caution that and maybe they shouldn't do it quite, do as much as you want to quite yet uh, because you haven't de developed the strength to do it or you haven't developed the muscle groups uh, to do that in a, uh, repetitively. And so it wouldn't be beneficial to do that all the time. But you can do this once or twice to start off and then, you know, obviously develop your strength and your endurance from there. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of my, my deal on functional tra strength training for me. Uh, I think that's kind of what it should be across the board. Not necessarily a blanket statement of like, this is training of like uh, the training for people uh, that don't have weights or this is a in-home training or whatnot or whatever people normally classify functional tra strength training as or, you know, I see... I have to say this before I leave here, but I see a lot of people uh, doing these function these functional strength training activities on insta unstable instable unstable one of those words not stable surfaces, <laughs> and uh, that's good, right? I mean that's good, but it's not good uh, because like uh, because of the fact that you know what per the question is what purpose does that exercise serve? And, like great, you can do something on an unstable surface. But like, how does that benefit you to where you can replicate that in your everyday life? Like for instance, I see people on, I, I, have, to, I have a client that's a really, you know, she's a, she's a ranked tennis player, nationally ranked tennis player. And sometimes I'll get videos that, you know, somebody from that might know her or uh, that might say, you know, these are, these are cool videos, like check this video out and I say, what what function does that have? You know, like whenever will this person be on an unstable surface hitting a tennis ball? So why train your muscles to do that now? So that when you have to go onto the tennis court, you're almost retraining your body because there's never a time that you're going to have to like totally correct your body in this way so that you can hit a tennis ball, right? So, I mean, like there is a specificity of training. There's a difference like between, you know, doing stuff that looks fun and looks cool and you have the ability to do it uh, as opposed to stuff that is actually built for what you were trying to do. I think the main point here is what I was talking about, I believe on Friday and maybe another time last week, is the specificity of training. It's essentially, are you doing what is going to help you 
in the long run? Are you doing what is going to help you do what you want to do in the long run? And that's kind of anything, right? It's like, uh, as I said, I was talking about that on Friday. It's like, you got to take these baby steps. But if these baby steps are just steps that are just, you know, random and generic, then it's not really helping you for your specific goal. So A, it's important to know yourself, know what you want to accomplish. B, it's important to know what steps you can take that'll get you to that next, get you to that next step and to the next step and the next step to where eventually you reach your goal. So many people out there are essentially just kind of putting themselves out there to where they're doing one or two things uh, that look cool that other people that might be uh, in their sport or have that same interest as them uh, they might be doing the same thing. However, like, you know, it's kind of like the, the, what did I say, the emperor has no clothes. You know, all these, these people that are supposedly professionals uh, are, you know, leading these people into believing that these things are going to help them when all actuality they're just, you know, trying to get more, uh, more people to watch their videos and say, hey, that's cool. Uh, I would hope that someday we can put something together where, you know, we as a you know, fitness community, we can get it together as where like we say, hey, these are the things that uh, are for fun. And hey, these are the things that are actually going to help you become a better such and such, so and so, whatever you're looking to do, be a better sprinter, be a better uh, hiker, you know, be a better tennis player, be a better golfer. And I see that stuff a, a, a lot, but I really feel like it should be more, uh, you know, less marketed as like these are cool functional strength training because it gives functional strength training a bad name and then people have to make these videos about demystifying uh functional strength training functional strength training or have to make these videos about uh making people uh better with these you know these uh fan fantastical type exercises or these you know these things that people shouldn't really be doing unless they're just having fun, really. I don't even think they're good for athletes, to be honest with you. I don't think it's good for the everyday person. I don't think it's good for athletes. I think it's really about just like, you can, great, you're having fun with your workout. That's cool that you can do that. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, unless you have a time where you're gonna be on top of a BOSU doing, doing curls or, you know, swinging a racket, it really doesn't have any other purpose in your life outside of that specific, specific exercise that you're doing. So, yeah. In, short, in summary, train for what you want to do and know what you want to do. Actually, first, know what you want to do, then train for, you, for what you want to do. And if what you are doing for your training has no, in, has no bearing on what you want to do, then nix it from your training. Take it out of your training. Figure out you know, what it is uh, that, you, that is going to benefit you and keep those in your training. I mean, a lot of times it can be the most simplest, it could be the simplest things. You know, if you're training just to have your neck not hurt you or your shoulders and back not hurt you, it's pretty simple. All you got to do is, you know, just stretch your neck out and make sure that you are getting your neck a little bit stronger so you, you can, A, uh, withstand that, that, uh, that weight that your head puts on your neck and B, so that you are actually practicing not having to put the weight on your neck, right? It's a matter of like, not only uh, first, uh, first getting strong enough to where you can avoid the obstacle, or first getting strong enough to where if you can't avoid the obstacle, you can crush it, but at the same time, you know, making sure that you just avoid the obstacle, right? <laughs> so, you know, if you can get away with not having to worry about neck surgery or not having to put yourself in a posture where you have to worry about neck surgery, why not? You know, why make yourself stronger just so you can do something that's not necessarily 
not necessary for your life. You know? Don't make your neck stronger just so you can put your head down into your chest more. <laughs> just make your neck stronger and make sure that you keep your chin out of your chest uh, for you know, text messages and email writing and all the other stuff. I'm just using that as an example. There obviously there's many examples of, examples of movements that are specific, specific to what you want to uh, what you want to accomplish. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that does it for this episode. Uh, I will record an intro later on. We'll figure out how we'll put the like kind of mix this together. And I just appreciate you listening and watching. Now, <laughs> thank you so much. I will check you later. Uh, of course, you know, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Uh, find me anywhere apple podcast youtube now uh, anywhere you listen to podcast or youtube <laughs> all right take care and as always keep good company